Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. I am your host, Jay Madison, and I have the one and only, the Mr. Ron Robbins sitting across from me. How you doing, Ron? I'm doing good, Jay. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I'm glad to see you, although I think we're starting to drift into fall here. It was a little chilly this morning. I had to run back and get my coat. <laughs> and we have, the, we have one guy that we're works for us that when he breaks out his Carhartt pants, we are in trouble. And he hasn't done it yet, but he said this morning he was very close. Uh, I heard, I heard, I don't know if this is true. Somebody that was traveling up through the Adirondacks said that they saw snow in the air. They had snow flurries. Uh, North Dakota's had a frost the last couple days. Well, I know we had lake effect rain yesterday. Yes. Uh, you know, that front went through and it got it cold enough so that cold air coming across the lake, it built up a lake effect rain band. Not too bad, but a little bit of rain out of it. I was like, oh, I don't like seeing this already. No, no, no. No, those big dark clouds rolling off the lake shore. I mean, we could have used some of them in uh, July <laughs> yeah. when we didn't get any rain, but uh, hopefully we're going to talk about that in a upcoming show right yes Jay? yes we uh we have a meteorologist from suny oswego scheduled to come on with us uh they're doing a lightning study uh, well a lake effect snowstorm lightning study here uh, across the eastern end of lake ontario they're putting up uh, lightning sensors you know in the typical uh snow bands so it's, I think it'll be very interesting, and we'll have to get him educated on how to forecast lake effect snow. Yeah, because uh, we all know, well, let's not bash the National Weather Service today. Well, he's not National Weather Service. I know, he's, I know, but they need right all the help they can get. <laughs> well, yeah, and I should introduce, because she's sitting here laughing. Uh, we have a guest in the studio today. Robin Stevenson is the brand new, literally just a week old, well, not literally, but figuratively, <laughs> a week old business development specialist for Jefferson County Economic Development. Her office is just down the hallway from mine. Right? I just wonder how how she's going to survive. But I did hear through the grapevine that she worked with Eric Constance for a number of years over at JCC. So coming from Eric to you, I don't know. That's kind of a toss-up. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Robin. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Jay. <laughs> and you're right, Rod. It was a challenge sometimes working with Eric. So, But I've got those years under my belt, and I think I can handle Jay. Yeah. I oh, whoa, we'll see you about that we'll see if that uh see i got the little laugh button on here so we'll just throw some laughter in about that first time i've gotten to push that button yeah there's a good yeah. reason to push it yeah so, you know, yeah it was all the audience out there laughing uh 
but anyways, we'll see how you hold up. You know, it, it can, I told her that this end of the hallway with Lyle and I is the curmudgeon corner. Yeah, that's where all the action is down here. <laughs> that's why they keep you at the back end of the building. It right, is Jay? why they keep us back here. So, Well, welcome aboard, Robin. Good to have you on board. Thank you very uh, much. So you were an employee with the Small Business Development Center prior to coming here. That's correct. I was an advanced certified business advisor there and been there for 33 years. Wow, advanced certified. That sounds important. That does sound important. What the hell are you doing here? (laughs) I came to the dark side. You came to the dark side. (laughs) The economic development office. No, it's good to have you on board. So you worked there. What what is the Small Business Development Center? Small Business Development Center is an agency that helps businesses who are interested in starting a business or existing businesses who want some additional help, whether to put together a business plan, financial projections, feasibility, financial analysis, market analysis. We're there to help them uh, understand questions that they don't even know what to ask. Wow. Okay. So, and I know over the years we did uh, recommend, well, we always recommend a lot of people to you because, uh, or to the Small Business Development Center, because you provide that technical educational expertise that, you know, we're working on economic development projects. We need somebody that can help them think about, okay, the marketing plan, the business plan, those types of things, you know, those important pieces that we need to have in place from that business so that we can provide our assistance. So uh, a lot of the folks we talked to went to you. That's correct. You have referred many people to the SBDC. It's name with lenders, uh, other lenders, commercial lenders will do that because you know what? They want to lend the money to somebody, but they want to make sure it's a good fee- project, a feasible project. And mm-hmm. that's where we come to play mm-hmm. into play to help them with that. Now, you also have an agricultural background. Absolutely. My um, in-laws were owned a small dairy farm, and we I lived and worked on it for a couple of years. And over the, when I moved off of it and got the job with the SBDC, I still helped out. You know, helped with the haying and the milking and filled in when I could. Uh, well, that's, that's great. great. That is great. And uh, you have advised a lot of uh, farms over the years. You still are advising them, correct? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That was kind of my thing with the experience that I have was with the farming agricultural, not just dairy farm, but cattle farm and um, other agro crop farming and stuff like that. You know, I never had all the answers, but I knew who to call to get the right answers. Ron, I'm not sure hiring her was such a good idea. Yeah, she might upstage you here. You better be awful careful. I'm starting to think, wow. So leads me to a question. Uh, What did bring you down here? Over here on the north side. I heard it was a great place to work with. I've worked with you guys over the years. And, you know, sometimes it's taken my skill set to that next level. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, certainly it's a, it's a unique opportunity, you know, given kind of the economic climate we're in, having come out of COVID, having businesses, uh, you know, really being challenged here these days and, and starting a new business even being more challenging with the economic climate, rising interest rates, uh, what that's going to do to startup costs and everything else. So pretty interesting to have you on board here. What's, what's your thoughts on you know, new businesses trying to get going in this climate, what what key areas should they be looking at as they uh, 
venture out to think about a new idea or venture. You know, it's they've got to look in their area and see what's going on. Where's the need? Where's the want? Um, you know, you might have an idea that's good for you personally, but the thing of it is you've got to sit there and understand it's not about you, it's about your client. So you got to know what they want. And you are right, times are changing. So they've got to see how can I have take this idea and keep it some ideas are trendy Mm -hmm. and as trends change can your business change and adapt so following up on that um with the lenders how are they viewing um some of these trends that we're seeing happen with higher interest rates uh consumer trends changing pretty fast uh you know it puts a lot more risk on the lender um puts a lot more risk on a business starting up but uh so how do you see that working here going forward it's really challenging for that business to prove that they have a strong um of idea and business plan because business uh, lenders are very hesitant to uh, to invest in a startup you know and because it because so things are so changing and everything do you think that's actually going to get worse now because interest rates are going up uh you know there's a lot of concern out there about the business environment do you think it's going to become more challenging for new businesses to start up because of the economic environment that we're coming into? Absolutely. And that always happens when uh, interest rates go up. Uh, banks want to see more cash, more skin to the game. You know, the business has got put more in because less risk for the bank. And if somebody puts more money into their business, they work harder to make it successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that certainly makes sense. Now, one of the questions that I, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was uh, it came up uh, recently in conversations we were having, and that's location, 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 location. And I have to believe that as uh, banks, lenders are uh, looking at potential projects, that's going to become even that much more important than it already was as they examine a potential business. How important is location to starting up a business? It's one of the key components to it because if you want to start a retail business but you're out in the middle of Oxbow, <laughs> where's your client base? Or Lorraine. Or yeah. <laughs> or worth, even worse. <laughs> You know, so you're going to have challenges and how you're going to bring your clients to there. Now, a lot of startup businesses can't be retail businesses, can't afford the prices to be on Arsenal Street, but maybe they can afford to be on Coffeen Street or over on Bradley Street because as you get further away, you know, the retail costs go down for rent and stuff. But with that said, if you're farther away from the mainstream of people, what is that threshold of people that you need to uh, become successful to pay the bills? I mean, that's certainly an important question that these businesses have to answer. Um, You know, it's one thing I can point to, you know, we, we, you know, kidded about Lorraine and Worth. I can point to a business that's up there, um, Worth Gold Cup, or not Worth Gold Cup, but Worth Gold uh, Farm farm, uh, catering business. Now, his business goes out to people, so he does well. But if he were to be a restaurant trying to start up in that location and he wasn't able to go out to people, then there's a big consideration over 
how successful is that business going to be? You know, how what is going to be the key for that business, potentially if it were a restaurant in the town of Worth out on a back road, what do they have to do to try and bring people to them? Okay, when it comes to the food industry and um, being out in the middle of no- nowhere, is he doing, I always do the catering business because people love food if it's done right. Right. And people will drive long places mm-hmm. and go out in the middle of nowhere. So I would do what he's doing, do the catering for a while, build that client base, then keep the catering a, a certain part of it, and then open the restaurant. It yeah, and I'm not saying he is, no, not no. at all. No, 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 Just no, using no. him as yeah. an example. But my advice to a business I'm like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. Let's look at doing maybe catering. Get the you know your your recipes out there. Get the food out there. Get people interested in coming to you at different events. Then you can judge and see. Okay, how many tables do I gotta have if I open a standalone restaurant? So let's take that in a different vein. A a physical location for sales of your products versus an online sales. Could you start with online sales to build up your customer base before you have that physical retail location? Would that be better? Sometimes, yes and no. It all depends. I hate that answer, but a lot of times it depends. Because you're online, you're competing with everybody. Mm -hmm. And how much of your sales is local sales so taking it from online to local well that depend. you have to look at your client base you know if all your clients are out of ohio and indiana open in a retail shop might not do that well you yeah. might have to stay online mm-hmm. but if your client base is a lot a handful of locals more and more then you can bring it down depending on how you reach them and advertise to now them. you uh, you see these days the big chains mm-hmm. and whether it's restaurant chains, whether it's, uh, you know, you got jewelry chains, you, you all you got to do is drive up and down Arsenal street. Right. And you see all the different chains and, and they're everywhere, mm-hmm. no matter where you go, yep. they're on the main drag. Um, you also see dwindling small businesses, uh, you know, the inability for small business to compete. The, the restaurant trade is a good example. I mean, Watertown used to be renowned for their family restaurants. There was dozens, right? Mm-hmm. Barely any left. Yeah, it's it's hard to find those family, family-owned operations anymore. And, you know, so you've got that. You know, we talk about fads and trends and... So that makes it really hard when you're trying to compete with these corporate giants, really. The, the big box stores, you're right. The thing, it hurt us but didn't hurt us. We have that installation that brings what we're at, six. Fort Drum. Fort Drum, yep. Yeah. And they don't know the family restaurant. So that's why all of these big box stores mm-hmm. came in, even which hurt. So when we, they were starting to come in, we told our small businesses, you got, you can't beat Compete with the buying power. No, you can't. So what you've got to do is work on that customer service because that's where they really suck at. Yeah. And that's where you draw those clients in. And they're like, well, how do we get a hold of these military people? And that's the thing is trying to build into that network. Now, they're a really protected group, and they still are. Mm -hmm. But some of the small businesses 
the local business found a way to reach out and draw them in. And that's why the few mom and pop restaurants that are still here did it right and found those ways. You know, at Old McDonald's Farm, which is one of our businesses, we, we've we really, the key to that success of that business has been um, developing that relationship with Fort Drone. Um, the clientele base is huge. And, and, you know, if we, if they do a block leave, for instance, where a lot of people are off base, we see our numbers drop substantially, Yep. but you know, Nancy and Julie have been very successful in hosting events for Fort Drum, getting out there, getting to know, you know, their, uh, their whelping, they have their people that welcome new, uh, troops coming in and everything and getting something in a packet for a new person coming in and. So real important to develop, as you said, that relationship with uh, with the military base. That's right, because that helps them. Because they don't know, you know, Joe Schmo, even whether it's eateries, restaurants, you know, it's small retail shops. They love to take stuff locally and send it home, mm-hmm. you know, and that's well, like a lot of the wineries, Steve Conaway. Yeah. They do it right. They reach out, and especially with winery, they have to have specific license to ship out of state. So they found we're the ones are mostly going to other states or family. And so they mm-hmm. picked those key states. And that's with, you know, COVID, what was the major word was pivot, learn mm-hmm. how to pivot. And that's when a lot of small businesses locally weren't online. But now they realize, okay, I can get online. Now that helps them with selling to Fort Drum. Folks, just want to uh, remind you that you're listening to uh, Jay Madison's Rural America, Ron Robbins, my co-host, I'm Jay Madison, and our guest today is Robin Stevenson. She's the new business development specialist here at Jefferson County Economic Development, spent many years working for the Small Business Development Center at Jefferson Community College, and it's a great conversation. Uh, I'm really enjoying this, hearing about all of these business aspects, these things that small businesses should be thinking about. So I'm going to put my baseball hat on because you were talking about Fort Drum. One of the challenges we've been having is uh, with the Watertown Rapids collegiate baseball team is breaking through that Fort Drum barrier. Um, You know, we were an entertainment venue that happens to feature a baseball game in the middle of it in the months of June and July, summer months. And we've been trying to say to the the soldiers at Fort Drum, hey, come on over. We're a place to go, you know, have a beer, have some fun, eat some good, you know, baseball stadium food and, you know, see the games that are going on, the fun, plus watch a great baseball game at the same time. We've even gone as far as having the commanding general throw the first pitch the garrison commander throw the first pitch and you know having their uh you know their their singers their marching bands and so on you know perform we still i I would say we've broken the barrier a little bit but we're still having a real challenge of getting through uh to that fort drum crowd a couple of agent areas boss I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> B-O-S-S, something single soldier. Then that takes a lot of the single soldiers who don't have transportation. They're always providing entertainment and stuff. So I'd reach out to boss. And, of course, with FMWR, reaching out to them in the Army Community Services. Army Community Services is spouse side, too. Yeah. And that's the reach that you want to get because the soldier's working. Mm-hmm. 
He's in the field doing work, and you want to get a hold of those spouses. That's where I worked at with um, SBDC in 2009. I was really working at trying to break into that, and those are the two areas later on that I found, man, you want to, and I tell my small businesses, reach out to those agencies. If you have like a fishing guide service, and you want to get break into that, well, reach out to boss, the single soldier. They always pay for programs for the single soldiers to keep them busy, bring them to the foot, the bus them to the baseball field and stuff like that. So let's take that message then, that lesson, and apply it more generically to uh, the business that's trying to reach customers. How do we do that? What's, what's that generic lesson uh, you know, beyond just dealing with Fort Drum, because our listeners aren't necessarily just from here. So. Well, that's right. It's not, yeah. you don't put all your eggs in one basket either. You reach all everywhere. And that's just knowing your market and who's out there and the trends that are going on. Now, would that also reference networking, the importance of networking, not just advertising, but networking amongst the community. Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest ways uh, any business is going to get business is networking. You always be involved, you know, you're not giving away services, but you'll be involved in your community. You're showing one, I'm all about the community. And you never know, the person you're talking to might not be a direct sale, but somebody that they know or the next person might be your client. And it's funny, I was just talking to a gentleman who uh, is a equipment salesperson, uh, Rick, mm-hmm. uh, with Whites. And uh, he was telling me that he goes to the American Legion almost every night. <laughs> and he says he goes there, and almost every night he gets some kind of Makes sale. a sale. Yep. Makes Whether a it's sale. a compact tractor, a lawnmower. Or, or a chainsaw. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that's, uh, and, and, you know, getting involved in, in the schools, for instance, uh, is another thing that can make you very successful, I think, because kids will take stuff home and talk to their parents and, you know, say, uh, you know, are getting involved in fundraising activities at the school, donating some of your product, uh, you know, so that word gets around. I think those are great points you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That that networking piece is is so important, and we've we've been trying to do that with the Rapids. We do it here at our office, mm-hmm. you know, Jefferson County Economic Development, uh, so that the community knows we're here. And as these businesses or organizations, you know, are are growing jobs, they know that we have resources to help do that. So. One of the things I've noticed um, is, you know, we we've come to rely on social media a lot and kind of scares me, I guess, that we, we lose that personal touch. Um, you know, the get to know your customer, get, you know, be able to talk face to face to your customer. And that's a trend. It's a fad, obviously, but I can see where it over time, you know, it may be a detriment to a small business and we talked about the chains. I mean, the chains are well known everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But you, as a small business, you've got to develop that. To me, anyway, develop that personal relationship with your customer somehow or another. Right, and you can still have that personal um, relationship be- with the the customer and still be technical. I I'm yeah. with you. I'm all about the face to face. But we have a huge demographic out there. Yeah. The millennia, the Gen Z, yeah. who all 
that's how we find you on that yeah. smartphone. And that's why I have to tell my small businesses, you've got to, again, going back to location, yeah, you might be in a spot, but you've got to get on that. You've got to get on Google Business yeah. and just register. Some people hate it. But, you know, because they're old school, and I totally understand that. But this day and age, you've got to be on that uh, Google so people can come and find you. Mm-hmm. That's very important. It, it's making sure that you're on the map, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, it, it, that goes to the networking. It goes to social media use. Um, you have to be careful with social media use because it can get you in a lot of trouble just as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that happen with some of our local business people that, you know, uh, some of the things that they've posted, you go, okay. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, lost some customers. Good, not a good idea. <laughs> you know, you can't please everybody. And this is what I tell my clients. I would tell them, you can't please everybody, but if somebody's not happy and they mention it on social media, speak to it, but pull it immediately off and talk to the person in person if you have to do, or but do it offline. Don't bring an argument or a dissatisfaction. You, you address it, but immediately pull it off because you're right. You'll lose clients because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. And, and I've seen people that you'll respond to negative comments from a customer or somebody like that. And I've called them up and said, look, you may be very frustrated with that person's comment, but every time you respond to their argument, you're just, uh, you know, unless you can fix it, you know, unless you're willing to say, we're sorry that that happened, here's what we'll do. Every time you're responding to that negative comment, you're just keeping the negative comment going. So either fix it or don't. Walk away from it. Yeah, Don't walk respond. away from it. And so. pull, it, pull it offline. Definitely yeah. pull it offline. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of bringing this down to uh, kind of the, you know, the ground level here, Jay, and talking about some of our ag businesses who are venturing into local food. Um, yeah. You know, certainly a challenge. It is. It is. Um, any advice for those folks, uh, you know, as we, and we talk about trends and fads, local food and sourcing local food is becoming it's huge, more and more common. And as we experience potential shortages and other things, you know, it seems like we're moving a lot faster in that direction for people, whether it's beef or dairy or fruits and vegetables or whatever. Um, so we're seeing a lot of farms take an interest in that, but at the same time, it you know, they they necessarily don't have that marketing expertise. Right, and reaching out to the Small Business Development Center can help them with that. But I definitely, my advice, and it's hard for the agricultural industry to understand, how do I have to be online? I'm growing plants and putting them in my farm stand. But there are people that want, with all the um, – uh, e. coli and the bad stuff, the big box stores. People mm. are either growing their own gardens or they're buying local. They understand it's more about buying local. But if I can't find you because they're attached to their cell phone, then you've got to have that small business. Get on Google Maps and have some sort of, even if it's just a Facebook business page, because that helps you can push out advertising and say, hey, homegrown, grown local, come get your veggies. You know, some of the... Um, creative 
uh, farm stands are even putting up, posting up um, recipes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've got these hot peppers here. Here's some recipes for it. Here's some canning recipes. Here's some mm-hmm. different things. That's how they're drawing people in. Not only coming and buying the product, but, oh, my God, I got a cool recipe to try, too. Well, and, and a local vegetable operation, uh, they were doing that a little, uh, a couple of years ago. And... I encourage them to do testimonials with those recipes as well. Have somebody that actually tries the recipe out. And as long as you know the results, you know, work with that person, but create that testimonial and put it on your social media, on your website. Hey, I purchased jalapeno peppers from so-and-so and I made these jalapeno poppers and they were absolutely fantastic. Put a picture up. So, you know, bam. Yeah. You know, Old McDonald's Farm, Ron's operation, his family's operation, they have thousands of people as testimonials every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if you're a vegetable operation just selling your products at a roadside stand, you, you don't necessarily get those unless you make them happen. But the more you make them happen, the more people are... More the, the more likely people are to buy your products. That's right, because they're seeing on social media, they're seeing it friend of a friend of a friend. Oh, you may, you know, their first friend might not like jalapeno hoppers, but, you know, their cousin <laughs> might love them. Where'd yeah. you get them? Where? And that's how it goes. And that's, it has key to, you've got to have your footprint in that social media. Yeah. Ron, what have we missed, my friend? Well, you know, just in wrapping up here, Jay, I, you know, as I drive around, the North Country here, I, I guess I'm always the glass is half full, right? And uh, there's just so much opportunity here. And yet, you know, we see, you know, we see small businesses really, really struggle. But, you know, so I think it's really exciting that you're over here working uh, with the folks here in economic development. You got this strong relationship and the ties back to SB, SBA and, you uh, you know, I just, I think there's huge opportunity here and I just hope we can continue to capitalize on it. I mean, you guys are doing some grant programs here that are getting some things off the ground. Some uh, really cool projects. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, it's kind of exciting and really compliment you and uh, certainly uh you got your hands full here working with Jay, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh at least there's. I don't know. I'm wondering. You know, it, I I'm not sure because Eric told Eric Constance told me some stories. So oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. there there and might be. So you got you some know, dirt, maybe. Yeah. I might have some dirt there. About uh, when you know. do you ever believe anything that Eric Constance has to say? <laughs> you know, one of us ought to warn Eric Constance that yeah. he's going to be talked about yeah. here. <laughs> For those that don't know, Eric ran the small business development uh, center center uh, for a number of years, and uh, of course, a hometown Sackets Harbor boy, and uh, so mm-hmm. I grew up with the Constance family, and uh, we've had a lot of fun over the years. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. well, and if you remember, Eric helped us. Well, the Small Business Development Center helped us when we got the grant for the Dairy Profit Teams way back. Yeah, that's yes. correct. Eric and, was involved in that, yeah, and I behind yeah. the scenes. Yep, yeah. and. Uh, you know, helped us make it a success. I mean, yeah. what, a, what a great program that, was. Uh, that yeah. developed into. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was very appreciated. 
Uh, anything we've been good that you pointed out. And he was mayor, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, several times he was mayor. mayor. He had yeah. power. <laughs> yeah. He was a very powerful individual yeah. at Sackets Harbor. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait until he hears this. Somebody's got to call him and tell him. I'll send him a text. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robin, anything we've missed? No, I'm really excited to be here at this agency. You know, near and dear to my heart is small business, and I'd love to see and help them grow and start in this area. But I also understand sometimes I've got to tell them, maybe not right now. Maybe you need more training. Maybe you right. need some more cash. You know, because that's I, I, I like to prevent a failure. Now, I got reamed at we learn by our failures and mistakes you know i'd like to prevent a three hundred thousand dollar <laughs> yeah. failure that's an expensive that's failure, an expensive failure. <laughs> yeah you know? but it, you yeah. know in small business even in the agricultural field are very as i said near and dear and i'm so excited to be able to take my skill set and keep on helping them all right well fantastic and we're you did a great job yeah, on the podcast awesome. you know Great voice for it. A lot of good information. You're always welcome back here. So Marshall won't come on the podcast. He's too He's shy. afraid of us. Yeah. <laughs> Probably well, for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I really enjoy it. And I, you know, I, I look forward to having more uh, opportunities. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And in case anybody wants to reach out with questions as a follow-up to this, uh, you can contact Robin Stevenson at 315-782. 5865. What's your extension? I don't know. I don't yet. know. Where's my little chart here? I don't even know your extension. It's only been a week and I don't call myself. Anyways, just push the directory button. It's 315-782-5865 and there's a there's a directory. And because we don't know our <laughs> That's terrible. Wait until the board of directors listens yeah. to oh, this. Yeah. You're in trouble. No, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I'm new. I wasn't trained. I'm oh, new. Man. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining us today. And make sure you tune in uh, next time to Jay Madison's Rural America. Thank you for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America. Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or jcida.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.